there isn't supposed to be any crying in baseball. But we all know that is not true. We also know tears are a normal part of going from friends to lovers, from lovers to spouses, and then trying to decide how to become parents. We have the tears because marriage is hard. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. I am your host, Trevor White, and this is Marriage Stories. All right, welcome back to Marriage Stories. This week, we are joined by Sarah and Allie. Very excited to have you all with us this week. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So as we start every episode here, I would like you to uh, introduce your partner. So who, who wants to go first? Go ahead, Allie. Oh, sure. <clears throat> um, this is Sarah Costello. Um, I don't know what to say about you. Sarah is a director of technology at San Francisco Day School. Uh, we've been together for six years. Is that right? Married for one and a half. Um, Where's Sarah from? Oh, Sarah's from Branchfield, New Jersey. So opposite coast. I'm from California. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Sarah's the oldest of five siblings. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nice. Um, And she's a thoughtful person. I don't know if that's a good recap. I don't know. I could go a lot of places with that, but there's there's some things about you. So she, you mentioned that she's a director of technology at the school. Outside of doing that, what are some of her other interests or hobbies? Uh, Sarah's a good reader. She can read a lot of books. Um, I'm not a reader, so she likes to read. Um, Does she then like kind of give you the recap, the Spark Notes version of these books she's reading, so not- you can? at least sound informed about them, you know? Not really. I don't really ask either. Um, also she, she's into a lot of true crime and a lot of mystery mm. books. So that, that kind of scares me and I don't oh, like yeah. to get that in my head. So not your What's style. What's another thing you're into? She's into true, true crime. Right. True crime. So, so, uh, True crime mystery. Um, I I remember you know doing doing some research for this pod that Sarah's pretty into podcasts as well. That's that's a interest of hers. Does she have a favorite podcast? Oh, um, my favorite other than marriage one. stories. Yeah. <laughs> no brainer. Yeah, um, that's the layup. My favorite murder. Is that right? Yeah. Good job. My, my favorite, favorite murder. murder. Yeah, this is a phenomenon, especially among women y'all's age like it's like the the hit podcast i feel like um what's your take on my favorite murder alley um it's it gets in my head too much i can't mm-hmm. listen to it i also think right. to be obsessed with murder is a little disturbing to me. i mean it's mm-hmm. yeah uh I it doesn't disturb like- you does it disturb you in the with Sarah, but other people being obsessed. Oh, with that's true. Either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, I guess it's just not something I can, I can take or like withhold. I get right. too in, into my head about this could happen to me or right. uh, if I'm home at night alone, it'll, it'll scare me too much. Right. So and that's I, what's I interesting about it. my favorite murder, right? Is that it's like a lot of, it's geared towards women. Lots of younger women like to listen to it. You know, even though Allie, like you're saying, it's kind of has, the potential of having that effect. Um, but that's what, that's what Sarah's into. Murder. I feel like I need to uh, defend 
Sarah, your turn to talk is coming up here. Okay, Don't worry. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, any other any other hobbies or interests outside of the uh, the you know macabre here? Uh, traveling. Sarah really likes to travel. She's been uh, to a lot of different countries. Mm. Um, trying to check off all fifty states. So traveling is nice. a big hobby of hers. How's she doing on the states? What are we at? Are we in the twenties? Oh, I wish I knew. I want to say you're in the thirties for states. Forties. Whoa, forties. Forties? Whoa. What do you have left? Those like Mississippi, Alabama. Uh, okay. The I've never been to Montana or Idaho. Okay. I think I still need North Dakota. But you've been to South Dakota. I've been to South Dakota. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Well done. Wyoming. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, so Allie, what is it that you'd say draws you to Sarah? What draws me to Sarah is um, that she's a really good person. She's very thoughtful. Um, we obviously connect. I don't know. We, we're on the same page about a lot of things mm-hmm. in terms of values and, mm-hmm. you know, people we hang out with, family. Um, so we have a lot of common core values and a lot of common interests. Like we both love baseball. We both mm. love traveling. Are we, are we Giants fans in the Bay Area? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Giants yeah. fans. Yes. Wonderful. And yeah, they're on a hot streak right now. So it feels good because they weren't very, very good excited. at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, what was I, um, oh, I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought, but I was asking yeah. what drew you to Sarah and you're saying many of the wonderful qualities, mm. shared values, all these things. Yeah. I also, what drew me to Sarah is that she is, you kind of have to work for her attention. It seems like at first, which isn't true in the end, but I think she's mm. a little bit more introverted. And she lets others be louder in in mm-hmm. moments. Not all the time. Mm-hmm. She can definitely get loud. But I think that's what drew me to her is there's kind of like a balance because I like to be sometimes the center of attention or get people's <laughs> attention. So I really noticed that I wanted to get Sarah's attention in the beginning. Right. So right. I would kind of, but not in a way that was over the top. I had to be like sly about it. Right. So that drew, that right. drew me to her. Yeah. Challenge. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, so Sarah, is this a fitting introduction to you? Yeah, I don't think I knew what to expect from Allie, but yeah, sounds pretty accurate. Wonderful. Now, now, uh, just a brief moment here, if you could offer more context on your your love of true crime, because it seems like you felt the need to defend. Thank you. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day because when I was growing up, my high school started a forensic science course. And it was oh, like wow. right when CSI Las Vegas mm. that first came out. So like this sort of obsession has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of wanted to be like, this is not brand new. Yeah, um, you're not just hopping on a trend. You're I'm like, not. I've been into murder for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's not the murder piece, it's the mystery yeah. piece. It's the right. um and the psychology piece. Like, why do people do what they do? Right. Um right. and uh yeah, the the puzzle piece of figuring it out and putting um mm-hmm. all the evidence pieces together. I'm always very right. impressed um when people can can figure it out. So 
Um, right. And the My Favorite Murder is also a comedy podcast, so I know it's a it's a it's interesting funny. combination. Humorous. But right. it, it, I yes, I get joy because it's, they are. Well, what's funny. the thing? Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Marriage stories need something like that, like stay sexy and don't get divorced. Or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or <laughs> that would be two on the best nose. thing for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta work on we gotta workshop that a little more. I think, but uh, we're on our way. Um, okay, so Sarah, your turn. To introduce Allie. Okay. Um, this is Allison. And um, does she prefer to go by Allison or Allie? Well, when you get to know her, she okay. is okay if you call her Allie, but she likes introducing herself as Allison and letting you come to the mm-hmm. Allie nickname for her. Okay. Um, and Allie is a social worker at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. So she has a big heart and she really cares mm-hmm. about people and animals. Um, and one of my favorite things about Allie is that she has a great sense of humor. So mm-hmm. she brings a lot of joy into our lives. She mm-hmm. loves to laugh. Um, mm-hmm. And she's good at laughing at herself, which mm-hmm. I feel like I need to take notes on often. <laughs> um, doesn't take things too seriously when right. I sometimes take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And yeah. where's Allie from? Allie is from Merced, California. Oh, nice. Central nice. Valley. Right. The breadbasket of America. <laughs> the gateway um, to Yosemite. There you go. Oh, there we go. And, and who is in her family? Allie um, has one sister and two brothers. Mm. Um, she's number three in that. And nice. um, most of the family lives in the Central Valley. So mm-hmm. um, we're the oddballs in the Bay Area, uh, which is... Um, kind of fun to have them come visit us and we're close enough that we can go visit them. And when we go visit them, we get to see a lot of them at the same time. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Now, now what are some of Allie's hobbies or interests? Um, Like Allie mentioned, baseball and sports is um, a Mm -hmm. big one. Um, All Bay Area teams. Is that Bay Area the, teams, yeah, right. except we're getting into the WNBA, and oh, nice. um, Bay Area nice. doesn't have a WNBA team yet. Mm. So, um, Have you adopted a team? We chose the Las Vegas Aces. Oh, the best team. Wow, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was before they won the championship. True. Okay, right. <laughs> I, I loved the Seattle Storm, but mostly I loved Sue Bird. Right. Um, well, what's and now that she's love? gone... Yeah, right. I'm like, ah, I'm fine with the aces. <laughs> yes, fun. that's awesome. Awesome. Now, I did a little bit of research here again before the pod, and, and I heard that Allie is into Del Taco. Is that a favored? I don't think that's so. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we, all right, it was either Del Taco or Jack in the Box. Ooh, neither. Neither. Uh, okay. Back check. We need yeah, to back check that. <laughs> my research department is uh, going to be hearing from me after this. All right. Um, uh, maybe we try another know. one. Um, yeah. um, um, she prefers like gas station and coffee to like the upscale coffee joints. Definitely. She is not a Phil's person. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And yeah, just a good what, what, what does she not like about some of these, you know, kind of like, um, upper crust coffee shops uh try try hards just baristas mm. <laughs> no offense the pretentious baristas yeah oh um, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm right. down for a solid cup of coffee. Please. Give okay. Me that's a every day. Now, yeah. Now also, Allie does not share your affinity for podcasts other than the ones that she appears on. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Again, center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> why doesn't Why doesn't Allie like podcasts from your perspective, Sarah? Um, I think Allie sometimes has a hard time sitting still. Like that, mm. I feel like that's why the books, unless they're like really engaging or bringing some like, levity and joy um but also you do like hidden brain Mm -hmm. that's one that you'll Mm. listen to and i feel like that's kind of like the social worker in you Mm. um Mm -hmm. learning different things about yourself and Mm -hmm. people yeah i i think i've never gotten like super hooked into one right and i think that's true yeah just sitting and listening to hard even like if i have it in the background doing like people do laundry or like drive Mm. but i'd rather listen to music a hundred percent rather than a podcast. Right. What are some of Allie's favorite bands, sir? Um, Allie loves Lady Gaga. Mm. I think she's only missed one of her tours. Oh, um, wow. And has won tickets to see her in the past. Has, oh, nice. Yeah, has a tattoo that Lady Gaga also has. Wow. <laughs> Everyone's going to awesome. know this now, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, she also loves the band Churches. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what is it, Scottish mm-hmm. punk indie pop indie pop mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. punk. Nice, awesome. Yeah, and, and you were mentioning a little bit about this earlier, but what is it that you'd say draws you to her? Um, yeah, I remember um, because we were friends before um, being romantically involved, and I just remember being in large rooms with Allie and feeling drawn to her because she was kind of getting the attention of the people. So hard not to pay attention to her, but um, she was funny. And um, yeah, again, just like brought brought some joy um, to the group. And, and her big heart. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Allie, is this a fitting introduction to you? Yeah, she did a, a way better job, I think. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't good. know if we need to compare, you know, <laughs> these things, but um, that's great. So, so you know, just from my research department's feedback here, you know, is there any fast food that you're you're into, or was that just you know? Um, I a don't. False lead? Yeah, I don't think fast food's like my jam, but I do have favorites like McDonald's. My parents right. worked there, so we grew up with that. And oh, then nice. Nice. In and Out, I guess, would be my top two. Yeah. Hey, California, gotta love it. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, so how did we come to be as a couple? You know, Sarah, you were just talking about this a little bit that you were kind of, you know, drawn to her in, in big groups, but how how did we come to be? Well, we met um, because we both chose to do a volunteer program post-college mm-hmm. called the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. Mm. And um, we were placed in the same region. They do it a little mm-hmm. differently now, but... Um, Allie was placed in San Diego and I was placed in Sacramento and there were maybe a dozen houses or so around California and Arizona. And, um, those houses as groups of people, 80 to hundred people, we would get together for retreats and, Mm. um, each of the houses in the region would host a party throughout the Mm. year. And so we'd be motivated to go hang out with each other. 
Right. Allie's right. house hosted the Halloween party that year. My house hosted the 4th of July party, which we turned into a fake wedding. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Like so, of, so of an Ameri- American themed wedding or just. <laughs> no, I think the bridesmaids so wore blue, but. <laughs> oh, wow. Thrift store shopping, blue dresses. I wasn't at that one. I didn't go yeah. to that one. Yeah. But. So when was this that we met, though? 2009. Okay. How many years All ago right. Now? 13? I'm bad at math. Yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Sarah was off limits at that time, so we had to be friends. But it wasn't, I mean, that wasn't on the radar, so. But yeah. And then fast forward, um, after the program was over, we, we kind of kept in touch through mutual friends. <clears throat> I remember going on like one or two trips where I saw you mm-hmm. and then I officially moved back to San Francisco about eight years ago for my master's mm-hmm. program. And then mm-hmm. we reconnected because a lot of mutual friends from the program right. and just friends right. in general, I guess, were up here. Um, and that, yeah, so... We kept seeing each other, and then after a while, it was kind of like, I think I like Sarah. And I was like, that's weird, mm, because right. I was always skeptical of people who were like, we were just friends first. And I'm like, if you were uh, just friends first, is it like forced? How does that work? Because oh, then it all made right. sense to me right. that we were now in a place and time where, oh, this might work. Mm-hmm. So... So, that, so we had this like kind of acquaintanceship, friendship for a while through JVC. And then, you know, once we were back, both back in the Bay Area, then, Allie, you were noticing these feelings. What was going on with you, Sarah? Yeah, a lot. Um, I've had a long journey with um, being okay with my sexuality. And mm-hmm. I was still you know, it's, it's a forever journey, but, mm-hmm. um, I was still in maybe some of the messier stages of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, wasn't really looking for a serious relationship also mm-hmm. because we had been friends and it was in this like friend group that I really, um, respected and valued. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little hesitant to, have anything to just to do a casual try of anything because right you know pressure to make it work and have it be amazing if it doesn't work out then you're the one that screwed up the friend group that's always a fascinating place to be where we're like we are friends we have a great friendship perhaps we're in this circle of friends and we know if we kind of break the seal there's no going backwards right you know there's no way that we can kind of put the toothpaste back in the tube um so who squeezed the toothpaste? <laughs> Allie did. <laughs> and I, ha- I have to say, our friends are incredible. And mm-hmm. um, they never put that pressure on us at right. all. I put that pressure on me, I, I know. would say. Yeah, I was just thinking that. that um, because even in the beginning, there was a stop and go. Mm-hmm. And our friends just dealt with it. And we had, it was more our thing when we were hanging out mm-hmm. that, Oh, this feels awkward or weird, or I want to talk to you more. And then everybody else mm-hmm. was fine. Yeah. There were still get togethers in those like, you know, start stop moments, trips to mm-hmm. Tahoe and we made it work. But, but back to, yeah. I pursued Sarah. I'm very proud of this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that I, had, I put in the work. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, yeah, I, there was feelings. I felt like 
you know, I had to test the waters. Was it there? Was mm-hmm. it not? So right. after a couple hangouts, there was one night where um, that's where it happened. We were just hanging out with a mutual or with one of your friends. And then I was like, I got to make a move. And it mm-hmm. worked. But then after that, it was because Sarah was in a place that was different than me. It was a little messy for like a right. like year, year and a half yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before it got better. Right. Before, before it felt like we're on solid ground as mm-hmm. a couple, you know, and that's a story, you know, most people have as they, you know, are starting out. Um, and, and, um, you're saying your friend group that you were maybe more concerned about Sarah, how they're going to respond to all this was very supportive and accepting throughout this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were. So where, where do we go from there? We, this was six years ago that we started out together, 2017. Mm-hmm. How did, how did things develop from there? So naturally, um, we, yeah, I, I think we just like kept having so much fun together. Um, I do think one of the things we do really well is Mm -hmm. planning, um, outings, uh, Mm -hmm. whether that's, um, you know, dates to try an oyster martini place or Mm. a baseball game, Mm -hmm. um, we have a road trip planned this summer to visit some baseball stadiums. Oh, and nice, nice. Like from start to finish, all like the planning of it all, um, we just, it brings us a lot of, um, yeah, I keep using the word joy, but it brings us, <laughs> it brings us yeah. a lot of joy in our, in our lives um, to like keep that playfulness and, and fun and excitement. Um, yeah. So we just, it just sort of like, we just kept doing those things and it kept mm-hmm. working really well and go, go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I was also going to say there was, I mean, naturally, but there was a, when we made it official, we had to rebuild or build like a lot of trust because of the off and on and right. just being kind of messy before. So that beginning part, um, that took a little bit. Of yeah, to just make sure that it was solid because there were times where it was like, okay, we're going to do it. And then it was like, oh, we're back at not being together again. Right. So trust first and then all the other fun things. <laughs> right. What were some of the things maybe early on that were helpful in developing trust? I think that's something as a therapist, I get asked a lot by couples, like what helps build trust? What, what for y'all was useful? Um, communication was really big, you know, being able, I think when we were on and off, I, there was always like this hindrance to fully be myself or ask Mm -hmm. questions Mm -hmm. because I didn't want it to be the turnoff or the turn away. Right. So I felt like that had become easier because I finally was like, okay, if this is real, I'm just going to, everything's going to be out there this time. Yeah. And so that was really important. And it, and I did right. feel a shift. So even if it was like, are you still talking to that person? Or are you texting this? You know, are you texting other people? Just asking clarifying questions to make sure that it was right. just between us. Um, so I think that was big. Yeah. Okay. And for, for me, that again, I totally agree with the communication and the way I sort of shifted it was I was um, 
not defensive in mm. some of those mm. conversations. Like I was willing yeah. to lean in and be like, okay, this is, this is for the right. greater good of the relationship. And even though right. it may not feel the best, um, I knew what was real and what I wanted. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And that's that kind of like tipping point, like you're describing Allie, where it's like, you know, we have to decide, is this going to be something that's kind of seaworthy or not, right? Are we really going to go for this? And if we are, it's worth, you know, taking some risks and being a little more open and, and seeing how that goes, right? And mm-hmm. it seems like clearly that really helped build a lot of trust for us. Um, yeah. And now we've been married for a year and a half. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Now I'd imagine COVID might have impacted our, our wedding journey like it did for many people um, over these last couple of years. What was that like for y'all? We got engaged um, December of 2019. And the before so, times. The before they, they times, yeah. Um, very lucky that we were already living together and just mm-hmm. on our own. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, but we, we, I remember, um, like signing for the venue one month mm-hmm. before everything shut down and sort yeah. of like all of those spring, spring 2020 weddings being like, oh my gosh. And we had our wedding in January. So we're like, there's time. It'll be fine. Um, your, your wedding was going to be in January of 2021. Correct. Oh yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah, era where it was just like, oh yeah, by July we should be totally exactly. good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then um, we made the call in September to push our wedding back a year. So okay. we, we knew some people who were like waiting until m- more closer to the date, like September to December and mm-hmm. and January. You're not really sure what's happening. You know, we were. Right. Was it the Delta wave at that time? You know, like, yeah. oh my gosh, the memories, they're and, flooding back. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but we knew we didn't want it to be a quote unquote COVID wedding where mm. um, we were Zooming people in um, right. or that right. people who were, um, you know, had to travel a little bit could maybe, wouldn't be able to come. So, right, um, right. I, I also remember the anxiety of, the big deposit we had put down yeah. and not really getting a straightforward answer from the venue of can we yeah. push it back? And we were like, uh, these are things we don't want. We, this is a lot of money. And right. that was lingering. Right. So it was a huge relief when finally they had said, yes, you can push it back. And, you know, mm-hmm. everything, there's no extra fees or anything like that. that was right. Stressful. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge thing for so many couples. And, and, you know, for a lot of couples that I was working with back then, there was kind of a renewed focus on, are we ready to do this, right? You know, are we really ready to kind of like take this step in our relationship? Um, and it doesn't sound like that was particularly what was going on in y'all's relationship. It was more practically, we want to be able to do this the way we want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But so did you delay it essentially indefinitely at that point or what happened next? We really loved the date of January 1st. Um, oh, and well, what and, about that do we love? Well, I love numbers and I really wanted my wedding date, the anniversary to um, have a nice ring to it. So mm. one, one, uh, 21 sounded right. really nice to me. It does and, sound nice. And um, Allie also liked it. And then, 
just kind of thinking about it more like New Year's Day, people are happy. People have new Mm -hmm. renewed hope and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. excitement for what's to come. And so I thought that would be like pretty cool to have a party that day and celebrate us and new beginnings. Um, so when we wanted to push it back, we wanted to keep the January 1st date. Um, so it became 1122, which is also an okay date. Nice. I like that. I like how we changed the, uh, (coughs) pronunciation. Um, wonderful, wonderful. And so that was the date that it happened. Correct. Nice, nice, wonderful. So, so what was the day itself like after, you know? Waiting a year. Well, uh, two months before, a variant came out, and so Ooh. everybody's Omicron. Um, that was yeah, I think exactly. it was that one, yeah. and everybody got everybody shook again, and mm. so we had a couple of people <laughs> who were dropping like flies. But in the end, we got a good number. But that was also a disheartening, mm-hmm. like stressful moment where yeah. I think had I think vaccine. <clears throat> I don't even know if vaccine. Okay, vaccinations had. Well, so that we helped. Were requiring people to be oh, vaccinated. that's right. That's yeah. right. So I felt good with people being vaccinated, right. masking up, but you know everybody's comfort level was different. So mm-hmm. that was a curveball. However, uh, the number ended up being really good. The day mm-hmm. was really really fun. Everything we wanted turned out just just as we had planned. Because we're big planners. That's another thing about us. Yeah, so it does we, seem to be a strength of ours as a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had the spreadsheets and the this and that going. And we were constantly just adjusting and really putting a lot of energy. Making sure that our guests had fun. That was, you know, we were taking a lot of things from weddings we've been to. And one right. of the major things is we, sure, we want to focus on us. But we also mm-hmm. want this to be a a big party for everyone right. and sometimes right. you can really feel that at weddings and other times mm-hmm. you're kind of like yeah it's fine so it was mm-hmm. it was great we yeah we look back on it and all the videos and it nothing but good thoughts and good memories yeah. mm-hmm. that's wonderful yeah. would it have been if if you had to push it back another year would it have been oh one two three what, what would we have done for that oh, that's just not as, it doesn't so work as well good, right yeah yeah it had to yeah. be one one two two yeah. And even like thinking about like, it wasn't the worst thing to be engaged for a little bit longer, you know, right. Just, like, especially during of, that time, right? It's a time. kind it, of like, bizarre solidified time. solidified some stuff for us. And, um, but to think about doing it for a whole nother year would have been mm-hmm. like, okay, we're, we're pretty ready. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. So what do you feel like is up next for y'all? What are you excited about? You know, you're big planners. You love to think about the future here. Um, now that you're married, what's next? Well, what was next was our honeymoon, and that was the big trip. And we went to Bora Bora, so that's that oh, was, nice. Um, once in a lifetime. But up next is we're trying to. This is actually up next. We're trying to check off all the baseball stadiums in the country. Oh yeah, right. So every summer we have this plan. So up next is our summer trip. Um, we're going to hit up five stadiums. Where are we going? Uh, this summer, we're going to Cleveland, St. Louis, mm. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Detroit. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's a big one. And then... Have we been to Seattle yet? Safeco? Yes. Yes, we actually... Oh, not Safeco, T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah. we love it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. I'd say, it's, I'd say it's in our top 10. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... 
uh, figuring out family stuff, what we want mm. for us, um, how right. we want to build on the family that we have. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, we had a dog, so dogs are, I consider them family. Mm-hmm. So we might Absolutely. look into getting another dog, but then mm-hmm. it brings up what we've been working on for a long time. We started in COVID, went to a bunch of trainings and looking into fostering to adopt. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is, a, we're learning as we go because we don't really know anyone close to us who's done this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So learning all of what it entails and right. the logistics of it. And I don't know what else. So, yeah, so this has been a journey that we've been on that, that we've been doing trainings and all that wanting to foster to adopt, to expand our family. Yeah, we knew it would take a little bit of time. So we actually started the process uh, when we were engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, And we sort of completed the process right when we were getting married. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, so so much of it is out of your control as a couple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And the timeline is one of those things. But um, when we got married, we were like, you know what, we'd like to be married for a little bit um, Mm -hmm. before kind of moving on. So that, that felt nice to have a little bit of control back Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and um, in the process. And so now it's a year and a half and yeah, we're just um, sort of trying to figure out if that makes sense for us as a couple. Yeah. Um, what what draws us to this as a way of expanding our family? Yeah, uh, you know, lesbian couples have more limited options. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Neither of us wanted want to carry a child, um, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. sort of the biggest thing. Um, right. um, yeah, th- this was the the option that. Um, felt the best to us, um, mm-hmm. you know, with Ali's social work background, I feel mm-hmm. like the foster care kind of brought that in. Um, and yeah, I, we both feel like we, you know, have a lot of love to share and mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids who could use some love and yeah. um, wouldn't it be great if we could figure out a match to make that work together? Totally. So. Yeah, I I feel fully confident that uh, it doesn't need to be a biological child in mm-hmm. order for us to to feel like it is part of like it is like they are part of our family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just know that it would it would feel right. And yeah, and now we're working on okay, when is the moment for us gonna feel right? Because right. the we do have a say in okay, we're mm-hmm. gonna. We have all the paperwork done, but we're still going to pause mm-hmm. it for a little bit. And we keep kind of doing that because we have, you know, first it was the wedding. Right. Then it was like, oh, well, we have the honeymoon, so let's keep pushing mm-hmm. it back. And now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe after this summer. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm I'm in a place where I never really thought I'd be, where I, I've always wanted kids. And now the longer we push it off, I'm kind of like, it also feels nice not to have kids. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I go back and forth and right. it's a really, it's just different. I've never really been right. in that, in that space before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, there's just. Abstractly, you've been excited about yeah. kids 
And then as you're now kind of up against it and you have a good shot at, you know, starting this, um, there is a bit of like, whoa, this is going to be a whole change, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, growing up, I remember someone in high school being like, what do you, what do you think you're going to do when you grow up? And I was like, well, I'm going to be a mom like that. Mm. I really like, yeah, (laughs) that was my answer. So also Mm -hmm. similar, um, always kind of pictured that that would be my path in life. Um, yeah, you know, we have some nieces and a nephew and yeah. we love auntie life. It is so yeah. fun to come mm-hmm. in, rile them up, like totally. we're the favorites, it's the best. And then yeah. we go home and we take naps. And right. yeah. <laughs> you go to ballparks in the summertime, than, you know. Than there. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, right. So, so we're kind of waiting for the right time for us. And, and what do you think is going, how do you think you're going to know? I think you summarized it a good way the other day. And Sarah was saying that we owe it to ourselves. And I would say, and to kids out there to get to a place where we go through the process. And part of the process is you get a phone call and that phone Mm -hmm. call can be a, yes, I would like to be put into the next round of families to, potentially get this child or mm-hmm. it's a, you can say no. So I think we want to, and I, I want to get to the point where we start getting the phone calls of this is a potential child that needs a placement. Is mm-hmm. this something that would work for you? Mm-hmm. So the next step is, is seeing what those phone calls feel like. Mm-hmm. And if it feels good, if it feels like the right time and something we can handle or are mm-hmm. ready for, that's, that's yeah. It's just it's just gonna be a feeling. Yeah, yeah. But we're kind of wanting to open that door for ourselves and just mm-hmm. see how that feels and see you know um, what it's gonna be like to start getting those opportunities. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I think um, any kiddo is gonna be very lucky to have y'all as parents. Um, it'll be an exciting um, moment when that does happen. Um, and maybe we'll follow up here on yeah. you, you'd be the part two of Sarah and Allie. <laughs> It'll need to be five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. During nap time. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you were going to say there's a title to your story here as a, as a couple, what would it be? Oh no, I don't, um, I right away. I want to throw in some like sports analogy. Okay. Mm. It was my New Year's resolution. A league of our own. A league of our own. That's really good. A marriage of our own. Good job. That's just right off the, I mean, that's just the kind of stuff you get from Allie, it seems like. Exactly. Exactly. Incredible work. Genius over here. Yes. A league of our own. I feel like print it. That's it. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure having you all on the pod and I'm very excited to uh, hear what comes next for y'all. And I think it'd be wonderful to revisit um, your story here as uh, your family expands. And as we have new experiences, we learn more about ourselves. Um, what, what's, uh, what's the next park that we're most excited to see as a couple? Say, I would say St. Louis just cause the arch, mm-hmm. I think it'll be cool to see that yeah, area. Right. So I'm going to say St. Louis is the next exciting of the five. Mm. I'm excited to visit the city of Detroit. 
Mm. I've heard really good things. Um, and so I'm kind of excited about Detroit. All right. Well, here's to you and I hope you have a great time and uh, looking forward to talking with you again in the future. Thanks for being on the pod. Thanks, Thanks. Trevor. Where goes the time? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Marriage Stories. As always, I am your host, Trevor White. Production of this episode was done by Gabe Martinez. Music provided by OK Carol. Our website, where you can find all of our episodes and sign up to receive new episodes direct to your inbox, is launchtoland.com. Once again, that's launchtoland.com. Feel free to follow along on all of our social media channels at launchtoland, as well as our YouTube channel. Starting your own marriage story? Head over to launchtoland.com and check out our premarital counseling video series with host and licensed marriage and family therapist, Trevor White. This comprehensive series will prepare you to take off in the marriage you want. Listeners can use a special promo code, PROLOG, to get 15% off your first purchase. Once again, that is promo code PROLOG to get 15% off your first purchase. Enjoying Marriage Stories? Please subscribe, like, share, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review. And as always, be sure to join us next week as we take another marriage story off the shelf. 